MMA Sucker Radio is the number one podcast in Regina, Okotoks, and Bacon Cove. Thank you, Canada. People are going to turn us off now. Before we, before they even heard you, they're going to turn yeah. it off. People are not listening to me talk right now because you just played Celine Dion, Heart Goes On or whatever it's called. This was your choice for worst song ever, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, sorry. We were talking about, first off, we were talking about, let people know a little bit about the conversation. By the way, this is MMA Sucker Radio. I'm your host, Trevor Duick, and beside me is Jeremy Brand. Yes. Okay. We were talking about songs that... Uh, you know, closet songs. We all have our closet songs that we like that, you know, we this ain't tell one of people. Them. No, this is not one of them. But we, so you and I were going through our list of songs that we liked, and it was actually getting kind of embarrassing. I was like, you know, you were going with some song, and I was going with some Maroon 5 song. I'm like, you know what? Let's just keep those songs in the closet. In the closet. You just told them, yes. But yeah. we'll keep those ones in the closet and give you our most um, hated list hated of songs. songs. And this is one of them. By far. I have okay. to listen to this at like, uh, my goodness, it's, it's sort of even embarrassing talking about it. But you should probably stop it. Stop okay. playing okay. it. Yeah. Stop playing it. Yeah, good. Um, so, how's it been? Pretty good. <laughs> you, you had a, a little vacation this past week, went over to your uh, cabin or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, island home place. Yeah, me and the fam went on a one-week vacation. Fun times. I saw some pictures on Facebook. You went fishing, went yes, to the fair and difficult. stuff. and. Yeah. Had some fun, eh? Yeah, fishing fishing's very difficult. Um, never been salmon fishing before. And yeah, we caught pretty much everything but salmon. We pretty <laughs> much caught like a big portion of the ocean. Nice. We caught a shark. No way. Yeah, caught a shark. How big was it? It's a dogfish. The f- but it's part, fish? Of the sh- it's part of the shark family. Oh, a fish story, eh? Um, no, but, but it's part okay. of the, They look like mini sharks. They're like, you know, people have those little mini dogs. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's mini sharks out there, like dogfish. Crazy. So you took your daughter, five years old, fishing in the boat. How long did she last? Because fishing is quite boring. She went and two tedious. hours. That's pretty good. That's, that's decent. That's a forced two hours. It was like after the first half hour, she was bored. Of, fuck, I'm usually bored after the first half hour. But I wasn't about to go out in the middle of the ocean and then, you know, half an hour later, drive back. I was like, no, fuck it. I want to catch a fucking salmon. <laughs> no okay? doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. she just sat there. And I let her have like a fishing rod that was too big for her and let her dip the little hook in the water and... You know, she was all excited because she actually caught a uh, rock cod. Nice. Yeah, so we filmed that. She was very excited, but we had to put it back because it would be mean for us to eat the fish. Didn't make her cry. Or she what? didn't get that part. Why, no, do we have, why do we have to kill the fish? Yeah. No, well, we let the fish go, Dad. <laughs> so n- she will never go fishing with me again. Thank no. God I have a son. Take him hunting. Do all that stuff with him. For yeah. Yeah. No. Because I couldn't. If she's not gonna want to. To keep the fish, what's she going to do if you guys come across, like, a deer or a bear or something when you're hunting? Yeah, well, like, you know, even, like, if I caught a 25-pound salmon, yeah. I, I would put tears in her eyes because I would have to bang it across the head, put it in the back. It's, a, you know, she's five years old. She's watching me kill something in front of her. Yeah, you know? yeah. Anyway. Well, while, while you were away, um, yeah. it was a pretty eventful week. Okay. Uh, we had UFC Fight Night 26. Uh, we had the announcement of Bellator's um, co-main event for that fight, which is going to be Eddie Alvarez versus Michael Chandler 2. Which Pretty is crazy. Fight. It's like you just said a couple weeks ago, watch that fight be on the card. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I said that it would be the only thing that would possibly make people tune in. And they did it. I'm surprised a little bit. I think Eddie Alvarez, um, I guess he was forced into this a little bit. Well, what cho- other choice did he That's really what I have? mean. That's what I mean. I he mean. was forced into it. He, you know, that kind of thing. So the, the legal battles are no longer. He signed with Bellator. And, and at least fans are in for a doozy of and a fight. And a long-term deal. Yeah. That's, you know, here you are fighting and wasting all this time trying to get out of your Bellator contract. And then you sign a new long-term deal. Not like, you know, two, three fights. Like, we're talking like seven, weren't we? Six or seven? Yeah, well, they, I guess they got to do something like that because if he fights and he wins the title, they're going to want to keep him around as their title holder, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, three years. Maybe four years. Yeah. Or, sorry, not three years. I should Caught say three, fights. four fights, I yeah. should say. Yeah. You know, four fights would be, I think, you know, it's, that's not unheard of. No, and it's going to be interesting because their uh, welterweight champion... Ben Askren is also out of a contract with Bellator, and Dana White has publicly said that he wants to talk to Ben Askren. So that that's going to be interesting because if Ben Askren decides to wait out this whole, um, you know, in a negotiation period where if UFC offers him a contract, Bellator can counter that. If he wants to wait that out, then what are we looking at for time wise? Well, do that? I don't know what it is. I think it. I, I'm not so completely eight sure. Months? Something like that. That's the number that sort of sticks out for me as well. But so if he does that, then he has no leverage over the UFC to say, "Hey, okay, you have no one else offering you a contract now. We'll just give you eight and eight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Unless he decides, like, if he wants a, a a fight and a bargain or a battle between the two organizations, then he's got to do it. He wants a bidding. Exactly. War. Then he's got to do it when. When Bellator when, can still counter the UFC's offer. Yeah, which... Which sucks. Puts the UFC in kind of a weird position because they're going to have to overpay. Yeah, exactly. How badly do you want Ben Askren? Because they've overpaid for a couple guys. Hector Lombard. Yeah, uh, Alistair Overeem. <laughs> and the list could continue. So, yeah, yeah, how much do they want to pay for him? I know a lot of people want to see Ben Askren, George St. Pierre, just to see who the best welterweight in the world is. And they both have crazy wrestling. Um... But I don't think the UFC should overpay for him. Okay. Yeah, will be uh, be interesting. We'll be I'll keep I'll be keeping tabs on Bellator for sure. <laughs> Goes along with your last musings, eh? Yeah, yeah. If you haven't read my last MMA musing, it's probably gonna be up for what another week or so. Week or so. We'll have to check until you come up with another musing. Until I come up with another deep thought. <laughs> you know what though? I I just I don't know. Anyway, well, I'll watch their pay-per-view because there was also another, before we get to our first guest in our show, yes. there was also another fight added to that Bellator card. Yes, there was King Mo versus Emmanuel Newton, too, as well, which will be a five-round title fight. So uh, It's a title fight? Yes. Okay. For the light heavyweight championship, which is a, a pretty decent scrap as well. Hey, by the way, before we uh, move on, uh, did you happen to watch SummerSlam? Did you watch a little wrestling? In fact, I was going to talk to you about this. I did end up tuning into SummerSlam. Did you watch the crazy CM Punk, Brock Lesnar? I did match? watch that fight. That's not what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. But it, it ended up changing my mind. But while I was watching the fight, I was like, okay, bet you John Cena's going to win this match because I haven't watched wrestling for the past five years and it seems like John Cena is still the champ. But it ended up not happening. So my whole theory and talk and whatever I'm doing right now went out the window. Oh, you had a little bit. Well, I was going to think you wanted to that, talk about. I was going to say I have I know you've watched wrestling over the past little while because you got sort of back into it and I haven't. No, not really and, casually. And maybe. I mean the last time I saw wrestling on TV, maybe 5 or 6 years ago, John Cena was the the WWE champion and I turned it on again and he's still the champ. I thought, man, well, this guy got the belt back. Marketability with this guy or what? Although he no, I've no, heard not really. I've heard John Canton from uh, the John Report say that he's injured and he won't be out. He'll be out for like the next eight months or something like that. Yeah, who knows? But I'm just gonna comment that CM Punk Brock Lesnar wrestling match. Yeah, was one of the best submission uh, I've after seen submission. In a long time. I heard there eh? was some submissions in there. <laughs> they were working some UFCs anyway. I know, pro wrestling's not real. I get it. It was just though. It was an entertaining wrestling match. And so if you're a wrestling fan, you haven't checked it out yet, find a way to do so because it uh, it's worth it. By the way, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know, was uh, recently, before that SummerSlam event, did an interview, I think, for the LA Times. And asked if, you know, he's actually feeling really good. Like, he said that he's, he's got feeling the edge, excellent. Yeah. He's, and, well, I don't know. I don't think he does. No? No, he didn't make that at all. He says, I should have waited. He goes, nah. I came back too soon. I came back to MMA too soon, he said. Hmm. But I have no regrets. And I probably don't see myself doing mixed martial arts again. No. But... Who he says he's in the best, you know, shape of his life. Who doesn't say that? Have you seen him though? <laughs> but since oh, he's he's ripped. Yeah, he's back to being the monster, the yeah. beast. Yeah, you know. However, he's doing that. Who knows? Maybe he's maybe he's taking TRT. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, well, we just completely you know who is taking TRT? Who is that? This show. Oh, is this this is this show huge? It's big. It's a good show. I'm pretty excited for it. We okay. got Steffi Crooklyn Daniels. 
from Bloody Elbow, um, MMA Sentinel is her podcast, her radio show. Mm-hmm. We've chat with her before. Always fun to to chat with the woman known as Cricklin. Yeah, get some female perspective on here. Not I mean, who cares really? She's she's informative. She's knowledgeable. She's fucking hilarious. If you follow her on Twitter, seriously, she's funny. Um, and uh, so yeah, it'll be good to have her on again. Talk some fights. We'll talk about this last week's card, uh, UFC Fight Night twenty seven. 26. 26? Yeah. I'm ahead of myself. Next week is 27. Yeah. 26 in Boston. Beantown. Went down. What did you think? I thought it was a pretty good card. I thought it was an awesome card. So we're going to talk to her about that. Uh, We have another guest. It's a secret guest. We don't know if he's going to be on today. It's all based on some news that's supposed to be breaking in the next day or so. It was supposed to be broken yesterday. It was supposed to be broken yesterday. It was supposed to be broken today. Damn thing just hasn't gotten broken. So. But we're going to break it. We're eventually. We're Not on the show. Smash it. Yeah, we're gonna destroy the shit out of it. It's such a good idea that it's just gonna be smashed by MMA Sucker. But it might be on our website in written form, or it might be it might be on podcast today. We don't know. We Not don't know. Really sure, but we do know that makes that- people really want to look forward to our next that next guest <laughs> that we have no idea who it is. Um, and then we have uh, a fighter. Yeah, a fighter. UFC featherweight contender uh, Eric Koch will be on the show. We haven't spoken with this guy. In, I think, over a year now, but uh, he's taking on Dustin Poirier at UFC 164 at the end of the month. Yeah, so like you said, that's a card stacked with uh, some TRT. Amazing. Let's get her on. She's been on MMA Soccer Radio before, and she was pretty cool to chat with, so we thought it would be time to insert some more feminine qualities back to our little podcast. It's good to have Steffi Crooklyn-Daniels back on. Crooklyn, uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Okay, well, i got to ask you, because we, we, before we had you on, we were, we were creeping on uh, MMA Sentinel. We were looking at it, seeing what it was up to, because, I mean, this is something new for you, is it not? It is. Um, it's... It's a carryover from from Tap Out Radio. Uh, you know, when when the site went down and I couldn't get Tap Out to to respond to me in any way, shape, or form to to load up a, a new server, uh, I had to do something because I lost you know what damn near seven years of content. Oh. So I I had to start from scratch. And MMA Sentinel is the baby. It used to be Crooklyn's Corner. I had started Crooklyn's Corner at the end of 2011. It was like around, I'd say, August of 2011. Yeah. And I just yeah. rolled MMA Sentinel into it, reskinned it, um, and you know gave it gave it a new name. Seven years of content just gone like yeah. that. Eh? That fucking sucks. Yeah, it, from 2006, from mid, I think it was from uh, June of 2006. All the way to April of uh, 2013. Uh, so but, we were two, two months shy of seven years. Yeah, but, you know, it sucks. But, this, you know, this thing's pretty cool. It seems to be going well for you. You, you enjoy doing the podcast stuff still? Oh, I do. I do. Um, I think that uh, podcasting is uh, definitely a, a way to, to uh, get the word out there for sure. Uh, people tend to want to read now, though, you know, so you have to roll a little bit of both in there. For sure, for sure. Where did the name Sentinel come from, by the way? Where did you come up with that idea? I don't know. It just hit me one day, <laughs> and I went and I bought the uh, I bought the URL. Um, I had bought that one. I bought uh, the MMA Sentinel. I bought Sports Sentinel. The Sports Sentinel. I bought all these Sentinels. <laughs> they all. I have them all redirecting Crooklyn's Corner redirect. There are so many different things that are flowing right into MMA Sentinel, but it seems to be doing well. Um, you know, when when uh, Ian and I partnered up, things things took a turn for the best. Yeah, cool, man, cool. Uh, well, let's talk some MMA then. Um, this past weekend was uh, UFC Fight Night, twenty six to be exact. Uh, we saw some pretty crazy fights. Uh, Sudden choking out Shogun, obviously Brown uh, knocking out the Reams. Um, what were you? Th- what your What were your thoughts overall on the card, and what stood out to you? I, I really enjoyed the card. What stood out to me. Um, you know, I had a I had a premonition that uh, that uh, Alistair was going he was going down. I I don't know why, but I think that when Silva stole his soul, 
that left something lacking in Hisiki a little bit. You know, you, you can't have K1 level striking and not back it up with a solid chin and solid cardio. There, you know, his, his chin has always been questionable. He, see, things that people didn't look into when they were going into this and they were putting their bets down and the odds makers were making the lines and everything. This cat had been knocked out 10 times prior to this fight. Yeah. And so you have to look at things like that, you know, and, Come on, he's just a puffed up, uh, you know, light heavy. He's he's not a two, he's not a heavy. No, he's he's actually looking more like a, a light heavyweight these days. He he mean he looked like he was in great shape. At least he, that looked like you know appearance wise. But he looked a lot lighter, did he not? He certainly did. And, and you know, normally he comes in right at the limit. You know, two sixty four, two sixty three. He came in at two fifty five this time. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, what do you think the UFC does with him? I and mean, what would you do if you were running things over there at the big show? I give him another fight. And here's the reason why. You don't have a deep heavyweight division. You've got a guy that looks like a superhero that still carries a little bit of weight with his name. It, that weight is diminishing. You set him up with a chump change fight. You pump him up a little bit. You puff him up a little bit, and you use him as a gatekeeper. Do you let him fight in Brazil so that he will look even more like a super superhero? Yes, you do. If, if if you're smart, that's exactly what you do. You you harness that aggression. You you let them you let them have a little vitamin S, and, and and you and you make money. You profit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I heard Japan is really nice at uh, this time of year too. You know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's definitely the way you go. You know, you got to handle uh, Overeem with kid gloves, and those kid gloves definitely include some vitamin treatment. What did uh, what did you think of the Shogun uh, Chael Sonnen fight? Um, I had personally Chael winning, and uh, sure enough, it came true. I was just surprised that it was in the first round and, and by a pretty slick guillotine. Absolutely. Okay. Here's the thing about Chael. You know, you know he's going to come out guns blazing. That's how what he does now. He's like a cannon out. You know, he's like a cannonball out of a cannon. Uh, you saw it the first time he fought uh, Anderson Silva. You saw it the second time. The only time we didn't see that jail was when he fought Bisping, and I think that was because he had a really shitty cut. <laughs> Can I say that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, shit away. He had a shitty oh, cut. Okay. He had a really shitty cut. You know, there's no bones about that. But, you know, that's that's what we've come to expect from Chael is he knows that the best way to take somebody off their guard is to come at them from the second, you know, they, they say fight. Uh, you know, and then when he hit that sweep, come on. Were you not just screaming? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. man. I mean, it, it's it, – I. Hey, look, I, I've never, you know, I, I, I have I have certain fighters I know for you as well, you're fans of, and Chael Sonnen's one of my favorites, and yeah, absolutely, yeah. I was stoked, right? And, uh, you know, I like you said, I think um, Chael came out of the gun, you know, pretty quick, and I don't think Shogun had time to adjust, and you'd think, you would think that Shogun worked on the takedown, but I mean, I guess that's why Chael's one of the best in the biz with the takedowns. Well, you also have to remember, too, there, there's a few chinks in, in uh, Shogun's armor. The first being that he trains himself. No, no top-level, top-ranked, top-tier, top-ten fighter should ever train themselves. Look at the dramatic turnaround we've seen with Team Alpha Male, especially with Uriah Faber. Um, I think Uriah Faber has stepped his game up immensely since, you know, Bang has gone, gone over there and taken over as the lead trainer. You, you just can't do that. And the other thing is, you know, Shogun is notoriously lazy about training. So, you know, you, you combine those two factors along with a knee that's questionable, that's always given him problems. You don't have the best situation there against a guy who's, you know, got some of the best takedowns in the business, if not the best takedowns in the business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, at the same time, though, it's like, what Shogun do you get? I mean, there's been the times he's come out and he's looked excellent, very good, even in, in his loss that I thought was a win against, you know, Henderson. You know, you never know what, he, you never know what Shogun you're going to get, right? And I was hoping to, you know, at least see something out of Shogun. And I don't, I, I, like you said, if he's, tra you know, training himself, he's, he's got to find something different to do. For sure, for sure. And, and, you know, it's just a whole variety of factors that, you know, uh, definitely play to Chael's advantage. And, yeah. and good for him. I was glad to see that. Absolutely. And you mentioned Uriah Faber. Um, 
you know, what do you do with this guy, too? I mean, here he is. I mean, it's like he's the guy that everyone has to fight to get a title shot probably right now because they're not going to give Faber a title shot for, for a while, except he has performances like, you know, last week. And then you see uh, the other bantamweight, uh, Michael McDonald, and the way he looked. Would you not like to see Faber versus McDonald? I would like to see that. It's the first thing I thought of, and and I don't see I don't see Faber winning that fight. No, really, no. No, I, you know it'll be the first time that he's ever fought a non-title fight that he lost. <laughs> I love Darius Faber, I really do. But I've been a fan of Michael Mayday McDonald for a couple of years. I've been shouting his praises all along, and so it really makes me happy when he wins. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's going to be the first one that that Uriah loses that's not for a strap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I understand. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Like, hey, Michael Mayday McDonald looked amazing. He did, and um, that that kid has only got the entire future of that division in in his hands. Uh, just how young he is, and just you know, he, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. Twenty two years old. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. him when he's twenty five? He's going to be another John Jones. You know, as he grows into his his own technique, his body, as he becomes comfortable with the game and 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 the way that he he uses his weapons. Oh my God, he's going to be unstoppable. Are you a, are you a Matt Brown girl? I am. Yes, yep. I am. And so <laughs> you know, do, what do you do with him now? You know, six six fights in a row. I mean, do you? Uh, <laughs> Do you, do you put him in the top five guy? I don't uh, – yes, you do. Uh, you know, he's made it into the rankings finally. Uh, Well-deserved. I, I think that was the, the, a step in the right direction to make it into the rankings. I put him, I believe, at seven or eight. And, uh, you know, in order for him to take that next step, you got to give him a top five guy. From there, you you know, maybe one more step towards the title. You know, one more fight before he gets a title fight. Um, you don't immediately – I've heard a lot of guys out there, like, let's give him a title fight. You know, let's give him, you know, the next run. No, you don't do that. There's, there's still some guys that, that need to be mowed down first. It is pretty crazy to see a guy, though – have to go seven to eight in a row in the UFC to get a title shot. A lot of these younger cats coming in who are picking up title shots are only on a two or three fight winning streak. This guy's going to have seven or eight before he gets to the top of the ladder. You got to talk. You got to learn how to run run your mouth and, and play the game, though. That's true. Brown's always been a bit of a quiet guy. Yeah, and and that's that's never going to change. You know, I spoke to him last week before the fights, and you know, I asked him what he thought about people that managed to to get their title shots by running their mouths, and he said, you know, he understood that that was the way business was, and you got to put asses in seats and, and make that almighty dollar. But he also said, if it, if he were running the show, that's not how things would be. And he did try to do that a little after the fight, saying how how Mike Pyle was a more dangerous opponent than George St. Pierre, but. That that also got a few laughs out of everybody as well. I I would tend to laugh along with them as much as I love Matt Brown. Uh, you know, Mike Pyle is is not a threat to uh, George St. Pierre. <laughs> you know, but listen, anybody in that division could be a threat to him. If you're going to look at it that way, anybody could be that Matt Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? The first guy I thought of was just thinking here of where I'm playing Joe Silva here. Uh, for Brown, why not Nick Diaz? You know, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, I'd rather see him against whoever wins out of Robbie Lawler and, and Rory Mack. Yeah, yeah, and that actually goes on to the sort of the last little topic here I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, that fight being announced, it looks like um, it's. I'm here in Vegas. Are you hearing the same thing? One sixty-seven, UFC one sixty-seven. I'm not sure where that's taking place. You'll have yeah. to refresh yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, that listen. I don't know if you guys know this, but I am a Robbie Lawler mark. I mean, dirty. Down and dirty, <laughs> I love that guy. You know, you can put him up against uh, King Kong, and I'm going to take Robbie Lawler every time. Oh, jeez. You're, so, you're all yeah. hot and bothered for Robbie. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's just, you know, I love violence, and he is a violent fighter. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love hey. that. Hey, I'm all so, hot, I'm all hot and bothered for Rory McDonald. I'm a big Rory Mac fan, you know. And oh, so, so we're gonna be betting against each other. I see that now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're up here in Canada. <laughs> Got to support our ownies from our neck of the woods too. So, you know. and, and you know what? I love Canadians. I really do. I have an issue with Rory though. I can't can't wrap my mind around him. I can't I can't force myself to like him, and I don't know why. You know I what? He's, he's a guy that talks shit. 
I do. Yeah. But I think the way that he ragdolled BJ Penn, I think that hurt my feelings. Thing is, Rory, if, when you get to meet him, and I don't know if you've talked to him before, but even just off to the side and just talking to him sort of one-on-one, it's a real cool cat. Quiet. He's just a quiet guy. He's always been like that. So, you know, I know, I understand, though. You know, he's got that sort of persona about him. And I but think if you part of that's an act. But guy that can get inside that, the end of that jab and get inside and get in the pocket and put him down, you're looking at Robbie Lawler. Now, you know, is Robbie going to come out of, uh, out of the gate like a cannonball? We'll have to see. I hope so. That's you know, sad, he didn't though. waste any time with Josh Koscheck because he's in the <laughs> UFC now and he knows he has to go for broke. Okay, but that that's, said, that's you, as, something that a lot of these guys are, 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 that's how they're looking at their fights now. Matt Brown is a prime example. He specifically told me, what separates me from the pack? I'm not afraid to lose. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And Robbie Lawler, though, I mean, it's not like, he's got, you know, he's got two wins in a row in the UFC, mm-hmm. right? Against Koscik and then I believe Bobby Volker, but uh, you know he also has some losses over the last few years, and yeah. you know he hasn't been the most consistent of fighters. I'm just wondering why does he get a shot at Rory McDonald? It almost seems like it's a step down for Rory McDonald. Let, let me tell you why. Because Dana White loves Robbie Lawler, and Dana White loves the fact that Robbie, Robbie Lawler scores big, huge, nasty, violent knockouts. Yeah. And because, you know, Rory pissed him off with that performance. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> you know, this is punishment, okay? If Robbie wins, then you're going to see Robbie with the next title shot. If Rory wins, he's going to have to put Robbie away because Robbie ain't going to stop. It was funny because uh, Dana White uh, in Seattle for um, the last time Rory fought there, uh, we were we were in the press conference and I overheard him talking to somebody saying that, you know what, we got to do Lawler McDonald. I asked him about it in the press conference, and he was a little bit coy, but I, I think he had that fight in his head as soon as that Seattle event was over. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. Yeah. You, you, you know, you have, that, you have that stigma attached to you, you know what I mean? That, that Ellenberger fight did no favors for either of those two gentlemen. All right, got to let you go, Steffi Kirkland-Daniels. We, uh, okay. yeah, we got to talk to other people now. It's just part of the whole thing. But uh, we want to have you on again, and uh, we really appreciate uh, you doing this. Uh, just uh, let people know how they can get a hold of you in the social media universe and you know where people can find you hanging out. Oh, absolutely. But first you have to tell me who else is coming on. <laughs> oh, we got, uh, let's see, Producer Jeremy, we got Eric Koch. Yep, we have Eric Koch and possibly a surprise guest giving us some information. We're not sure about that yet, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have some breaking news, and uh, but we're not sure if we're allowed to bring that guest on yet to break that news at this, you know, time. But we're going to find out as the show goes on. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So you can find me really easy. You can find me on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is MMA. You can find me on Facebook. Just look for Steffi Daniels, uh, my candle on there you know across the top in the little address is tap out dot crooklyn um i wish unfortunately that i could change that but i can't <laughs> and uh always over at mmasentinel.com or at bloodyelbow.com where i'm a featured writer there yeah absolutely and yeah definitely follow you on twitter because you're you're just one fucking hilarious hilarious woman <laughs> and thank you guys for always featuring me in your little twitter thing i love that hey no worries Much love to you. All the best, and uh, we'll bring you on again, and we'll see you on the flip side. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Have a great evening. Cool to talk to her, and, of course, you give her Nickelback. You give her Nickelback music. Yeah, you know, this is another hated song. It's unfortunate, though, because Nickelback is from our neck of the woods. but uh, We don't like to admit that. No. You know what? Early days, when Nickelback first started, they were really, really good. I used to watch them at a, a local little tiny pub called Studebakers. We used to watch them up in Grouse Mountain on Canada Day before they sort of sold out to the industry. Well, I mean, you got to make your money, and, you know, they've definitely done that. I just don't like any of their music. I and think they're extremely overrated. That Yes. They, uh, they have... Uh, Chad Kruger actually has a way he writes his music. Like, there's actually a formula that he's given to all the bands that were signed to 604 Records, and that's the way they have to sing their songs and, and play their music. That's why you hear bands like Theory of a Dead Man um, sound exactly the same as Nickelback. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. 
Now I, I know. Yeah, now you know. And now the rest of the podcast world knows as well. Perfect. Well, we're going to keep playing this crap music because uh, it's just music uh, we don't like day. So exactly. we're going to keep playing it on our podcast. Please do not take it personally. Uh, so our special surprise guest may not be happening today. Is that what we're... That is what we're hearing. But we do have a special surprise. We have a contest coming up. Contest. Um, okay. Contest. And it's not an MMA Musings one. So that's not what you're looking at winning. You're looking at winning a spot, a chance, an opportunity to write for MMASucka.com. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, that's cool because people who are out there who think they know a lot about the sport want to, you know, if they want to, you know, work in this industry, in the, you know, MMA journalism industry, I use that journalism use, you know, loosely, um... I think MMA Sucka is a great place to start. Exactly. It's a definite outlet for your mind. We see a lot of uh, guys out there, trolls, who like to get on the forums and, and make their word known out there and, and just sort of troll people and other people's articles. So why not use your trolling to your advantage and, and put up an article yourself on MMASucka.com? Yeah, so we're not just going to take anybody. you got to have some, you know, you got to come correct with some good writing. A writing prowess. Some very good writing prowess. Um, don't be hacks like Jeremy and I. We're allowed to do it because we're one of the you know original guys. Yeah. So exactly. we can be we can be horrible. So we're looking for people who are better than us. Obvious. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Please be better than us. And um, yeah. So how's the contest going to work then? What are people just going to submit something? Yeah. Well, you can check out all the details on MMASucker.com. It's up there. Uh, probably while you're listening to this, it is up there. Um, submit around a thousand words um, in a topic, um, just an opinion topic about something going on in the world of MMA today. Um, obviously, don't write something that's gone on in the past because we don't really care about that. Um, talk about something that's relevant to the sport of mixed martial arts. All the information is up on MMASucker.com, where to send it, who to send it to, um, the fact that you need to put your full name, your Twitter, all that kind of stuff out there, and, and hopefully we choose you. Not that we like to be a stepping ground for anybody, but we've had some cool people come through MMA Sucker who moved on to some pretty cool things. Yeah, yeah, we've had some big names move yeah. on to big things. We had Mike Bond write for MMASucker.com, who now writes for MMAJunkie.com. Yeah. We've had Adam Martin write for MMASucker.com, who's moved on to Cage Potato and um, MMA Oddsbreaker. Okay, yeah. Justin, uh, Fox. Justin Fox, who was a main, main contributor back in the day, to MMASucka.com has moved on to MMA Canvas, which is one of the biggest sporting and news sites in uh, in Australia. It's like the MSN of Australia, so that's pretty big. Yeah. So if you want to uh, help grow out, I know our brand and, and get out there, and you want to get your stuff out there, enter the contest. Cool. All right then. No special guests, so I'll have to wait uh, for that big announcement another day. So, but you you lined up a pretty darn good guest, Eric Koch. Yeah, that I did, and uh, we should chat with him coming up. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Cam. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Cam. Jump in. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair. He is set to take on Dustin Poirier at UFC 164 in a couple of weeks' time. Please welcome back to the show, Eric Koch. Eric, thanks for doing this again, man. Hey, no problem, man. Always a pleasure. What are you up to today? What are uh, you training, or was this today a day oh, off? Oh, man. Just, yep, just got done with third session, about to hit a, hit a run here. And, uh, you know, it's just those last couple of weeks, just cutting weight and getting my weight as low as I can until, uh, you know, the last push of the weight cut. I can't believe I just asked you, or is it a day off? Uh, you're two weeks out of a fight. There are no days off, is there? What now? What was that? I was just saying, I, I actually asked you if if you uh, if, if this was a day off. I should have thought about that, because you are fighting in a couple oh. of weeks. There's probably no days off for you. No days off, man. I, don't, I can't remember the last day <laughs> off I had. <laughs> Do, you get tired, but, though? Uh... Do you get tired, though, of the grind once in a while? Oh, totally. Well, you know, physically, yeah. Mentally, yeah. It's a it's a draining thing, man. It's uh, you know, especially while you're cutting weight. But uh, you know, it's it's not about the here and now and how how crappy I feel. It's about you know how great it's going to be when my hands raise no from all the hard work I put in. <laughs> no kidding. Now, some hard work you put in. Um, I think the last time we had you on, you actually had some hair. 
Um, <laughs> now you've, or you didn't have hair. You were bald at the time. Now you've grown out the yeah. hair. Um, we oh, talked, yeah. we talked to you about maybe getting sponsored by a tanning company because you're pale as fuck. And, 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 uh, and now you're dark as hell. You, you've, you've obviously gotten that sponsor from the tanning company. Now you have hair. What's going on, man? Like you've, you've totally turned into the new breed. Yeah. You're, you're a different guy yeah, now. Yeah. We can't recognize you. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's one of those things, you know. Um, uh, funny thing is, uh, I had a buddy that worked at a tanning salon, and <laughs> he hit, he hit, uh, hit his manager up, and they were interested. And I'm like, all right, man, well, sounds good, you know. And I did it, and you know, just a good way to wind down, man. At the end of the day, is just go straight in, you know, get some, get some rays, and and uh, you know, it looks a lot better too. I don't look like a ghost on TV. You can actually see some definition. So. uh so yeah, man, and and the hair, you know, the hair was just—it's one of those things, man. I want to, you know, I'm I'm getting older, and I I needed a change. I've been shaving my head for so long, and it, it was just one of those things, you know. I I tried it out. I liked it. Everybody else seemed to like it, so I just kind of stuck with it. Awesome, man. Only on MMA Sucker Radio do we talk grooming techniques. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget the fight, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It look good. No. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You got any like crazy tattoos you're gonna add at all or what? Oh, I got a bunch of new tattoos too. Yeah, you, you guys are. Yeah, you guys are gonna see, man. No one's <laughs> gonna recognize me. Completely different dude. <laughs> um, how cool is it to be fighting in the UFC, especially in, in you know in your next fight? It's gonna be in front of your hometown. Um, it's it, it's awesome, man. It's uh, it's gonna be crazy. You know, the anniversary of Harley and. You know, I even my dad was looking for hotels and everything's booked, man. He can't find anything 30, 40 minutes out. So um, it's, it's going to be a madhouse. And, you know, just being able to perform in front of family and friends and, and you know, being comfortable sleeping in my own bed, it's going to be nice. You were uh, supposed to fight, I believe, Desipore before, but it never kind of came to fruition. Um, how stoked are you for, you know, fighting him now? Because, I mean... Dustin Poirier, you know, he's he comes in with, with some hype, and, you know, obviously people know about the movie, and but he's a very talented dude, and this is a guy that you can really test yourself against. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think me and Dustin, we, me and Dustin both knew, you know, this fight was eventually going to happen. We both wanted it to happen. So, uh, you know, we, I, I think we've both been asking for it for a long time. So, you know, it's finally, you know, it's time to shut up and, and get in there and throw down. And, uh, it, you know, I have everybody tell me, you know, oh, it's it's going to be, that's the fight of the night. I'm picking that fight of the night. I, I'm i not having to be fight of the night. I want to knock out of the night. But, yeah. uh, but no, you know, he, you know, he brings it and we're, we're both, uh, excited to other weight. So, uh, it, yeah, man, I, I think it'll be one for the fans. Yeah. Because you guys have sort of like similar kind of scrappy styles, but with some precision at the same time. And what tools do you think you have that, uh, in your toolbox that you think that, uh, could worry Dustin Poirier? Well, you know, he, he goes back and forth on this. He thinks I, apparently he thinks he's better everywhere, but, uh, you know, I see, I see a lot of holes in his, in his stand-up game. You know, he's an aggressive guy. He likes to get in there and go, but not necessarily the smartest thing. You know, I, I just feel like I'm a smarter fighter and, uh, you know, I, I think, I think I'm faster. I think I'm, I, I'm stronger. And, uh, uh, it's just one of those things, man. That's why you know the, what's cool about the fight game. We're we're gonna find out August thirty first. Yeah, obviously your your striking game is is I personally think it is above and beyond Dustin Poirier, but he has a great submission game. Um, do you think the fight will stay on? The, is that where you're planning to keep it on the feet? Um, I always want it on the feet. You know, people want to see knockouts, and you know that's that's not, I'm I'm super comfortable comfortable standing. I'm comfortable on the ground too. You know, and but. Uh, yeah, definitely. I want, I want to keep it standing, man. You know, UFC nowadays, people want to see people stand up and, and trade and uh, see the cool knockouts. And, and uh, you know, I've had a couple of nice knockouts, and I love that feeling. So, you know, that's, that's definitely what I want to do. But, you know, I, I say it all the time. If it goes to the ground, man, I'm no sponge on the ground, you know. So I, it's whatever, man. It's mixed martial arts. Absolutely it is. And, um you know, your training partner, actually, I want to ask you about Anthony Pettis. Um, he was expected to drop down to 45 to fight Jose Aldo. What were your thoughts about him being in, in you know, the same division as you? Uh, 
no worries at all, man. It was, it's just one of those things that, uh, just being happy for a teammate. We got, we got a real team atmosphere where we're at, you know, and when, when the opportunity arises, sometimes you got to take them, you know, and uh-huh. it, it sucks. I lost my opportunity or the way I did with Aldo, but, uh, you know, I'm super happy for him. You know, I, I want one of us to fight him to, yeah. to, to expose him, you know, but, um, it just, it just didn't work out. So, uh, it's one of those things, man. I, lo- I love the dude like a brother. Um, you know, he's probably the reason I'm up here, you know, in Milwaukee training. So um, it- it's one of those things, man. Uh, we-, we all have each other's backs. I don't want to harp on the negative, but, I mean, you're coming off a loss. You think a win over Dustin Poirier now, um, you know, puts you right back in, in-, in the hunt? Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. You know, there's a couple guys that are standing out, but uh, me and Dustin are both still right there. Yeah. You know, so this is, you know, the eliminator right here. And, uh, you know, I knock him out, you know, get him out of the way. And then, uh, I definitely think I could take a fight with a top contender and then get a title shot. Yeah. And, and, and the other cool thing is we were just talking about, uh, Anthony Pettis. Uh, he's on the same card as you. I mean, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Always awesome, dude. Always yeah. awesome fighting with, you know, fighting in our, in the town we train in and then, you know, Fighting, we actually got four dudes. We got me, Anthony, Pascal Krauss, and uh, Chico Camus. Yeah. So we got, you know, we got a family fighting. So it's yeah. going to be fun, man. Yeah, and uh, just your th- your thoughts on, on Pettis and, and his upcoming fight with uh, Benson Henderson. I, I mean, Benson, I mean, the first time they fought, it was a close fight. Are you expecting the same? Oh, um, you know, I, I expect a tough fight. They're both gamers. But honestly, man, I, I think just Anthony's style, I think he's got his number. And I, you know, that honestly, Benson hasn't wanted to fight him in the past when when Anthony's talked about it. You know, when when Benson got the belt, and I, I just think it's it's Anthony's time. You know, I think every, you know everything happened for a reason. There's a reason why TJ got hurt. There's a reason why Anthony's fighting in his hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for the title, I I just think it's Anthony's time. I think so too, man. And he's been through such a lot. I mean, being promised title shots that just you know just never coming to fruition until finally now it's well deserved for him. And like you said, maybe there's some fate involved. Totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, when you look at a guy though, like uh, you know Jose Aldo, um, I, I got to ask you this: Do you look at a guy and go say, you know what, I'm going to be fighting that guy one day? Uh, he's beatable, or, or do you kind of look at him and, and like a lot of you know? people in the MMA industry or, you know, in, as fans as well, look at him and say, you know, just kind of in awe of his amazement. Do you ever sit back and go, man, that guy is just amazing? Or do you just look at him as a guy that, nah, I'll fight him one day and I can beat him? Oh, yeah, I, I look at it as uh, I want to fight him, I want to beat him. I, you yeah. know, I've been saying it. I got the style, I, you know, and I want to fight him. I, I still, I put in crazy training camps for that guy and I never got any rewards for it. You know, I never got to test myself against them. So it's it's ne- something I didn't forget about, man. You know, it's it's definitely something I, I want I want that fight. And you and you for sure think that I mean, where where would you? I mean, Jose for you it sounds like Jose Aldo's beatable. I mean, every guy's beatable, but just looking at his game, I mean, where do you think you could exploit him? Well, you know, I just think all the people he's fought. You know, he's fought a lot of good grapplers and a lot of. A lot of guys that, you know, they favor the ground. And a lot of dudes that are, you can tell they're intimidated right from the bat. You know, I like to go and I like to stand, and that's my style. You know, I'm kickboxing. We're very technical. Uh, especially having a coach like like Duke, you know, we can break his style down, where I think a lot of people, they don't really – I think they do. Like you said, they get stuck in that awe, like, oh, he's so fast, he's so explosive, you know, Um He's, he's a great champion. That's why he's beating everybody. But I think he's kind of got that mystique Anderson had, you know, of just, you know, he, he scares them before they even get into the cage, and you can tell it. Everybody's super tentative. And um, I just think, you know, the day he fights me or somebody like Anthony, it's, you know, the style matches up. What you did know? you think about his his fight with the Korean Zombie? Because he 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 looked good. He he broke his foot, I guess, early, but he he didn't look like the Jose Aldo of the past. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. You know, I it was because you know that probably that foot being broken. You know, that's one of his go tos are those leg kicks. 
But, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's one thing that we we're working on the camp the whole time, just checking leg kicks. Nobody checks leg kicks. They're so afraid of his leg kicks. They anticipate it and they, they don't relax. They don't, they don't check it. The thing is, when you throw a leg kick that hard, if somebody checks it right, you're not going to be throwing leg kicks like that. You're, you're not gonna, it, it doesn't feel nice. No, you know it does saying? not. No. So it's, it's, it's one of those things, man, where I think people just need to believe in themselves a little bit more. I remember when I first started training in, in mixed martial arts, just sort of recreational or whatever, and I, I leg kicked somebody, and it, and I think I was on the ground within seconds rolling. I, I couldn't believe how much that fucking hurt. And apparently you guys just get used to it, but that fucking hurts. Oh, man, you'll never really get – I, I mean, that's what a good check is for. A check is to be like, hey, get, you know, get the hell off me. Like, that didn't feel good. Now don't do it again. You know, that's exactly what it's supposed to do. You'll never get used to that. You throw a hard leg kick and you, somebody checks it right, it doesn't matter. It's going to hurt. <laughs> now, training-wise, you, you got some pretty big studs in your camp with Duke's camp and stuff like that. One guy I wanted to talk about was Anthony's younger brother, Sergio. This kid's on a tear. He had a 4-0 amateur record. Now he's undefeated at 8-0 and um, in his professional career. When do you think we'll see this kid inside the octagon? Um, soon, man. It's a, yeah, I think it, it's inevitable. It's just, you know, he's, he's still young. We don't, we don't want to rush it. You know what I'm saying? We get him, get him some fights and, you know, just get him comfortable. And, you know, he'll, he's going to be there. That's, there's no doubt in my mind. All right, Eric. We're going to, uh, we got to let you go, but I wanted to, for the song that we're playing for you today, we, we have like a musical show in some ways. We love the music, but today we're playing songs that we just absolutely hate. So you got Aqua Barbie Girl song. Uh, give us. Oh, our, nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's uh, what's a song that uh, you really dislike? That I really dislike? Yeah. You know what? And it, it's, it's maybe because they're just overplaying the hell of it on the radio. I don't know what it's called, but it's the new one, the newest one by Macklemore. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the uh, gay pride one, the, the gay pride one. Uh, nothing, yeah. yeah, nothing about the message, but they have just been playing that song. I swear, I swear, I got, I got the car this morning, and I'm like, I, I bet, I, I told my friend, I bet, like, maybe 20 bucks, first song comes on, is it, going to be that one, and sure enough, it was. It usually is. It always works out that way. A song that just really just, like, you hear too much, and they just keep playing the shit out of it. It just, it drives me nuts, man. It really does. So that's <laughs> what I'm hating right now. <laughs> what are you listening to, by the way? We do this thing called Fight Music, actually, on our website. We might as well include you in it. Uh, what are you uh, listening to right now to train and, and get yourself in the mood to punch people in the face? Yeah, I got the weirdest iPod. You know, things catch to me really easily. But I'm a big, I'm a big techno, techno fan. Yeah. Huge techno fan. So, you know, I got a bunch of weird music on my on my iPod, but uh anything with a good beat, anything fast gets adrenaline going, that's that's my style. Give us an artist. If anybody see me if anybody see me ever walk out to a fight, I'm pretty intense. So are you, are you a dead mouse guy? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Hey, Eric, you're, uh, you're facing Dustin Poirier at UFC 164 in a couple weeks' time, man. All the best, and uh, hey, we'll have you on again. And uh, like we, We've actually had a pretty good record of bringing people on, and they end up winning their fights. So um, at least you have Boom. us, you have us back in your corner right there. Hell yeah. Sounds good. I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Eric. We'll talk to you later, man. All right, guys. Very cool, dude. Eric Koch. Yep, as we said, we've had a winning record of fighters coming on the show. Uh, last week we had John Howard on. He absolutely demolished Uriah Hall in their fight, which was pretty cool. So welcome him back to the UFC. There was a winning record. Obviously, we're not going to have a winning record when it comes to Martin Kampman or Carlos Condit because uh, one of them will lose. But uh, Maybe it was. Maybe it'll end up being a draw and then and we could still save. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, um... Dude, we we had we we have a big announcement to make. Huge. Yeah, and so we it's going to be on the website, but we'll make it right now on the show so people who are listening to the podcast can, you know, hear what we're doing. Maybe some people just listen to our podcast and they don't read our shit on mmasucker.com. Well, that would be stupid. Get That'd the be, fuck over to mmasucker.com. Dude, come on now. Jesus Christ, people. Well, our big announcement. Yeah, we we're, uh, we're going are, to the UK. Yep, we are mmaopinion.co.uk. 
Um, we're going to be co-branding with them, rebranding the show Sucker Radio in September. Um, the first Monday of September, we will... No, not the first Monday. The second Monday of September, because the first Monday is a long weekend. Um, we will be rebranding as Sucker Radio and MMA Opinion um, head honcho Ian Bain will be joining us as a third wheel. Yeah, he's uh, the third wheel, and that will be on September 8th. I believe that's the Monday we are thinking about. We're targeting September 8th as our launch show for Sucka Radio. Monday night will be the new and improved Sucka Radio. Yeah, and we're going to have some English blokes joining and listening to us, which will be cool. And we're going to, you know, perspective from out there in the UK. Yeah, and probably some UK fighters will have interviews with them because those guys are on the scene out in the UK. So we'll have a different, think? different variety. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's going to be good. I think it's going to be fun that they have a third person joining us because sometimes you and I, we don't know what to talk about. Yeah, like right now. Like right now. It was probably just the end of the show. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure that uh, you follow us on Twitter because we sometimes give shit away. At MMA Saga. Yeah. And uh, Facebook. Facebook.com slash MMA Sucker. Find us in most social media places. Listen to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, and right here on MMASucker.com. Later. What's your name? My name is Gillen. Hello, Gillen. And who do you aspire to be like? I can be as big as Celine Dion. Wow. Yeah. And what are you going to sing for us today? Celine Dion, sir. My heart will go on. Okay. When you're ready. See you. I see.